Pokemon Sword and Shield have finally brought a full Pokemon game experience to Nintendo's main consoles, but have they lived up to the expectation? Fans became concerned about the games upon seeing videos and screenshots that made it seem as if they were just improvements over the 3DS games rather than a full-blown new face for the Pokemon games. How good are Pokemon Sword and Shield? Let's talk about that right now on another exciting episode of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode each and every Sunday. And I feel like as people that have ranked the Pokemon games very recently, available now in the archives, we have the professional responsibility as passionate gamers to talk about the series because let's be real, feedback has been incredibly mixed with reviewers saying the game's pretty good, but gamers saying, eh, not so much. Let's talk about that with yours truly, Juan Velas from Puerto Rico joining me from Boston, Massachusetts, a man that has played Pokemon Go consistently, a man that has many physical Pokemon games, so I truly value your opinion, Ryan McNulty. So, which version did you get, Sword or Shield? I have Pokemon Shield, and mainly just because I was the nice guy that got the version opposite to what my friends wanted to get, because uh, I, like I like to catch them all, so, you know, you gotta coordinate on that kind of stuff. You got to work on that. You got to work on that. And then from London, Ontario, another person that loves Pokemon games. So I'm really looking forward to the conversation between the three of us. We have Keith Hamilton. Same thing. Which version did you get? I also got Shield because as a also wrestling fan, the idea of the Shield being the three starters was really funny to me. And I'm still working on putting that as a part of my team. But a question for Ryan quick. You, you say that you're the nice guy by getting the other version. Is that actually being the nice guy, or are you just kind of taking advantage of the fact that everybody else got the other one so you can just Ooh. easily fill out your Pokedex? I see I, through I your lies, a, it's sir. It's a little of both, but <laughs> the thing was, I did make somewhat of a sacrifice because I thought the legendary for Sword was really cool, and I did really want it because it looks like the boss from Dark Souls. And I thought that was yes. awesome. But let so me tell that's you the only about part this. I missed out on. Let me tell you about this Pokemon called. Tyrantar. Easily the best Pokemon of all the or however. My Little Ponyta. I was yeah, excited that My Little Ponyta is also pretty shield. cool. Yeah. Yeah, so for context, I have not gone the games because honestly, I was in the boat that I got a ton of games to play right now. So when I was beginning to see all the mixed responses, I am somebody that played Pokemon Let's Go, and I know it's not the same thing, right? Very different style, but still I I bought that. I got my fix and I didn't even bother finishing it just because I kind of lost interest. So, you know, having said that, I want to bring it over first directly to Ryan. I feel like with this conversation, we're going to give the general impressions first, but then after that, we are going to sort of react to this back and forth thing between gamers and reviewers. So what did you think about Pokemon Sword and Shield so far? Yeah, so I'm probably maybe a little bit past halfway through the game, I'm guessing, Um but my impressions are kind of mixed. I think there's a lot of great stuff, but there's certainly things I was a little bit let down by. Um, I, I knew going in about the full Pokedex not being available. So I, you know, I'm sure that's that's a big issue for for others, but not a huge deal for me. Um, graphically, I don't think the game is particularly impressive. Um, it looks nice, but it looks a little bit less polished than even Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Um, and I definitely see a lot of noticeable like pop-ins and weird graphical glitches happening from time to time. But so far, the story is pretty underwhelming. Um, 
it's very, very streamlined, kind of feels a little bit bare bones. That's a little bit of a concern on that end. But on the positive end, I'm having a ton of fun just catching Pokemon. I feel like there's so many Pokemon that to, to explore and find and discover. And the wild area is a really great addition to the game where you have raid battles where, you, you, you know, I got two roommates who have the game and we were just knocking out raid battles like all day yesterday. And that was so much fun. And that's an experience that's kind of a unique experience in this game that I haven't had in any other Pokemon game. Um, I also appreciate that they brought the Pokemon into the overworld like they did in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee that I, I didn't think it was going to be done to the extent that it was done in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. So that was a nice su surprise to see outside of the wild area. They were also doing the, the Pokemon in the overworld for the regular routes and stuff. So again, a mixed, a mixed feeling. The story, a lot of that kind of stuff, graphics kind of on the downside, but some of the other experiences of just catching Pokemon and doing raid battles has been so much fun. So it does seem like in, in some ways people have said beforehand, hey, this is kind of like a brushed up 3DS game. And visually, based on what you're saying, it does seem like, hey, th this is the Switch. This is the first time we're getting a full-blown Pokemon game because Let's Go was still at the end of the day like a, a remake or a reimagining. So this was it, right? This is Pokemon Sword and Shield. It's not fire red, leaf green, or something like that. But despite that, with things like raids, it does seem like it's good. What about you, Keith, your general impressions about the games? I'm definitely not as far as Ryan is. I think I'm about five hours in the game, and I haven't gotten a gym badge yet. But that's because I'm in love with the wild area so much that I just can't bring myself to leave it. The uh, the entire uh, dynamic of the wild area is just something that I fell in love with instantly. And I have a lot of the same feelings as Ryan in that respect where... It seems like such a little thing, but the ability to see the Pokemon out in the world, especially the wild area, just adds so much to that game, Be especially when there's new Pokemon to catch, when there's Pokemon we've never seen before. The ability to be able to go into a patch of grass and see one that I've never seen before is some of the most excitement that I've had in a Pokemon game in a very long time, and it, that's kind of the high point for this game so far is catching the Pokemon and going through it. I'm, I'm again, only a few hours in, but I have that, uh, that feeling that I really, really want to, uh, complete the Pokedex in this game because I can go and actually hunt them in the wild area and throughout the world. And it's not just, oh, run around in a circle and wait for it to spawn and eventually I'll get it. It adds this whole other layer to it that I'm absolutely in love with. I do think that there's a little bit of issues with the game. As I've mentioned that uh, I've spent probably too much time in the wild area. And even though I am uh, haven't even gotten a badge, I am severely over leveled and I think the game almost incentivizes you to break the balance of it. And it's already kind of leans on the easy side through things like having uh, the experience share constantly on. But if I wanted to have a challenging experience with a Pokemon game, I don't think I could find it in Sword and Shield unless I like really, really, really tried for it, set up a, a set of arbitrary rules for myself to get it. And I think that does lead to a bit of a, a negative experience, especially in a game that's 
just hypes the idea of battling so much. Not The ability to not be able to have a challenging time with a battle, at least early on, is kind of a kind of a negative to me, just from the way that it's set up. But overall, I'm really enjoying the game. There's a lot of things that the community is upset about that don't really bother me. I don't think that the fact that there's a nas- there's no national decks is a big deal. Because guess what? They're gonna co- they're all gonna come to Switch eventually. So what if it's not this time? Maybe you might have to buy another one, but it'll all get there eventually. And I just don't see the big deal behind that, along with a couple other things that the community is mad at. Overall, I give it a thumbs up. So something I'd like to get a little bit more information as somebody that doesn't have the game. Both of you talked about the uh, wild area. So there, I'm assuming, and you correct me and then fill me in a little bit more, that's where you can physically see the Pokemon. I know there's an area of the game that you no. can't connect with other players. Well, yes and no. It's the it's not the only area that you can see uh, the wild Pokemon. You can see them everywhere. But what the wild area is, is this expansive area like you know how in a traditional pokemon game you have a basically a straight line that goes from place a to place b there's not a lot of uh areas to really go off of that beaten path even in a cave and stuff it's kind of you're just trying to get to point a to point b the wild area is basically like a little open world inside of a pokemon game where it's, it sounds cliche, but it's one of those things like, oh, you see a mountain in the distance. Well, you can go there. And what you find along the way are just a bunch of different Pokemons that will uh, that will change with things like the weather or the area in, you're in. Like early on, there's a there's a tower that looks haunted, and big shocker, there's a bunch of ghost Pokemon around it, and that's one of the only places you find ghosts. Or oh, here's a desert, so you're gonna find more desert-based like snakes and uh, more sand Pokemon in that area. Or hey, here's a big lake. Guess what? You'll find the fish Pokemon there. It's a giant area that is more about exploration than just getting from point A to point B. So question, uh, would you guys say, starting with Ryan, I feel like what you mentioned is true with the previous Pokemon games. They were very much, hey, you go into this town, you get the job done, and then there's a transitional period. You go to the next place, rinse, wash, and repeat. Based on what you're saying, I'm not saying this is Breath of the Wild, but it does seem like it is more of an exploration-based game as opposed to just like a linear experience. W- what do you think about that journey, Ryan? I- is it a little bit more more flexible or is it still more like at the end of the day, you still have to go to point A to point B? It's very much a point A to point B. So the wild area is kind of like this separate area where you can come back to because it will it will expand because as you progress through the game, I think bridges will open up if I'm not mistaken, or is it all open at once? It's it's all open minus like areas where you have to surf and stuff like that, but you're gated in what you can catch in the wild area. So you can go to a, like a, the end game and you'll run into like a level 70 Pokemon, but a, he will one shot you and you have no chance, but you can't even throw a Pokeball at them and try and catch them until you have a certain amount of gym badges so you don't just completely break the balance of the game. Yeah, so it's the wild areas kind of on the side here that you can come back to whenever you want to have this fully explorable world, but the actual story of the game is very, very linear, and to the point that I'm at, seems a little bit stripped down in the way that you pretty much go to a town, you get the gym badge, 
you might do a little bit of story stuff and then you're moving on. Not even to the fact that there's things, you know, there's a mine or something that you explore and maybe a little forest, but there's not even kind of those little detours where you'd go into Team Rocket's base or something or you go to Silphco and you do this whole thing. I'm pretty much halfway through the game and I have not ran into anything like that. It's very much on the rails to the next town. You're just kind of knocking out gym badge after gym badge. So sure, the wild area supplements that a little bit, but it definitely feels like the story is, like I said, a little stripped down, bare bones, straight to the point, which might be good for somebody, but it it does feel a little bit uh, rushed and a little, you know, it just seems a little bare. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It is one of my biggest issues with the game because the game pulls you away from the wild area and I'm just sitting there like, no, don't, don't take me away from it. I just want to, I want to play in here, but it makes you go elsewhere in order to progress and follow this linear bare bones story just so you can go back to the wild area and have fun. Like, let me have my fun there. Yeah. Like, uh, I want to read up a, a review here that I feel is very similar to what you guys are saying. So this comes to us from Nintendo Life, who gave it an 80 out of 100. So they wrote, Pokemon Sword and Shield succeeded in bringing in some new ideas to the table, but they're also somewhat guilty of not pushing things far enough. What's done is done right, but what's done wrong feel like it's come from a decade-old design document. There are moments contained within that are the, the best the series has ever been, but this joy is at times spoiled by contrasting moments that left us disappointed and did not match up to the rest of what the the rest of the game can offer. So in in many ways, it's like they brought in new ideas, but the ones that aren't new just feel like, hey, this is another Pokemon game. So maybe it's like they they were they wanted to experiment, right? And expand and do something new. But who knows? Maybe it's even Nintendo just saying, no, let's just let's play it safe. We want to have some of the money and you still got to scale it back. Yeah, I think the timeline for this game, it seems a lot of people are speculating it was very rushed uh, given what they've had to release and, and the little time they've had to work on it. I think they actually had more development time for even X and Y than this game. So that's one of the speculations as to why all the Pokemon may not be in the game. A lot of people have also said it might have been done for balance reasons for competitive play. That's what I lean on because that makes is, a lot of sense. The thing is, the answer that Game Freak gave was something surrounding new battle animations and things like that. But people have have realized that, first of all, the old gen Pokemon, all the models seem to be pretty much the same models from the previous games, just obviously upscaled for the Nintendo Switch. And a lot of the battle animations don't seem that new, at least in the case of any of the older Pokemon. So only the new Pokemon got uh, new battle animations and things like that. But that, again, that's not a huge deal to me. It seems, in my opinion, that I agree. They they probably didn't take enough of a chance. I liked the new things that they tried, but it seems like the full game should have been the wild area. Like, maybe Agreed. that's the next step. Maybe this is the foundation. But honestly, the free-roaming camera, wild area, that felt like the true next step. I mean, you look at Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild... This was series trying to innovate, and it seems like Pokemon took kind of a half measure, 
and the rest of their game just seems so dated in comparison to that that half measure that they took. And, and it does seem like this would have been very different if Pokemon Let's Go hadn't come out because even though these are the first full-fledged Pokemon, like original ones on the Switch, they're technically the second batch of Pokemon games, right? So we already had these traditional point A to point B Pokemon games on the Switch. Then out comes this one that's like, hey, we're doing something a little bit different, but still at the end of the day, it's like the the comfort food for Vita games, right? You know, going to a Eurogamer, uh, the game has sold a lot. So on launch week, Together, Sword and Shield are the second biggest Pokemon launch in the UK with sales up to 50% on last year's Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and up t- and uh, up around 45% on Pokemon X and Y on 3DS. So that's a big deal because when you talk about the 3DS market by Pokemon X and Y time, you already had a pretty beefy 3DS library. Now this brings us to the the difficult discussion, right? So right now the the game is sitting at an eighty one meta score by reviewers. Now I'm not somebody that really goes by scores. I prefer to listen to podcasts. I mean that's I think one of the reasons why we do this. I want to be able to to get the nitty gritty. But then you look at the user score and that is four point two. When I look at the reviews, the summary is we don't like the story, we don't like what's old, we like what's new. If Pokemon Let's Go had not come out on the Nintendo Switch, do you guys think we would have had a, a different scenario or do you think it would have been more of the same? You're saying that if it was a 3DS game? No, like say this was the first Switch game, a Pokemon game oh, for the I Switch. Understand what you're would saying. people have reacted differently for this? I think so. Yeah. I, I really I do because I, I don't I don't really even factor it in. When you expect, when I thought of, man, the first 3D console Pokemon game, like, oh man, think of the possibilities. We know the capabilities of the Nintendo Switch. We know there's full-fledged, full 3D worlds that can be done. When a game kind of feels like a slight upgrade for a 3DS game, it really is disappointing. Like I said, the new things that they tried are really great, but it's not enough of it's there, I think, to, to put it over the top. There's just other parts to it that really felt like I was playing uh, a, a just a slightly different version of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Luckily, I mean, I love Pokemon games, so I'm not like, I don't mind that experience that much. But, you know, I kind of look at this as maybe the Skyward Sword of Pokemon, where for Zelda... Skyward Sword was kind of the rock bottom where people were like, listen, you had a formula, you you made a lot of great games, but that formula is starting to get old. You need to try something new. And then Breath of the Wild comes out and it's it's a huge hit. And I think a lot of people are looking at Game Freak now where it's like, hey, you've had the excuse of being the the handheld game and we've you've gotten a lot of slack for that. But now you're playing with the big boys and you got to step it up. It's yeah, true. And don't forget that uh, Game Freak technically did put out another game this year, right? So they put out the uh, the Switch game. I forget the name already. Uh, it's a Little Town Hero that came out just a little while ago. And that game was not well received at all because the entire concept was the entire game takes place in this little town. It's kind of a turn-based game. And you have not heard anything about this game. Like it came out. Some people still don't know it came out and it came yeah, out October 16th. This is the first out. I've heard of it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it begs the question of, 
you know when you see potential in a company, but then you get these two back-to-back releases, it, it, it's like maybe they're really good at doing this one thing, but open it Are up and that's when you begin. Yeah, to Is see the Game Freak exposed a little bit? Did they get lucky and they've been riding their the, the coattails of Pokemon for all these years? Yeah, I think... It's potentially, there's some truth there, potentially. It's true, but I think that they've built up enough goodwill in the past that they have one more shot. I think like like Ryan said, Sword and Shield, there was there was steps in the right direction. There's things that you can look at and say, okay, if you move in that direction, you have something special on your hands. The next one could be great. And I'm not gonna I'm not saying that's the next Pokemon game that's coming out, because I imagine in between now and that new one, we're probably going to get a remake of some sort. Maybe like a Let's go Togepi or a remake of uh, Diamond and Pearl or something. The next Pokemon game isn't going to be that special thing. But the new one, I think that's where the goodwill ends, where if that one is another half step, that's where things start to go off the rails. Yeah, I think now that we have something, a new generation of Pokemon on the Switch, that probably gives them some time Maybe they'll get an extended development time for the following game and they can have they can really step things up a notch. Um, So I I think they bought themselves enough time, but they do really they have to take some more innovative steps. I mean, the thing is, even if they basically do nothing and just do a new gen with the same stuff as this game, it's still going to sell. Oh, yeah. It's Pokemon. They'll be able to ride this game out for a long time. It's Pokemon. Mm -hmm. But at some point, I think they do have to, you know, I think the pressure is on. They have to innovate a lot more. Uh, Another small complaint, Keith, I don't know if you know about this yet, but the, the whole GTS thing, the global trade system is like pretty much non-existent right now. Yeah, and I I yeah, didn't that, that like hurts the GTS bit. all that much honestly. Really? I'm nah, it was it was dumb in but a way that I like that you could basically put a Pokemon up and say, "Hey, this is what I'm looking for," and then someone can drop in later. In and, theory, and in theory that. it's good like that until you get like, "Oh, I'm I'm selling my Squirtle and I want a level 100 Mewtwo for it. Like people abused the GTS in a way that it made it almost unmanageable just to try and filter something that was actually like, if if you had that legendary, it was almost impossible to find a worthwhile trade, at least in my opinion. I'm happy that they kept wonder trading though. That's one of my favorite things. I think I constantly have a wonder trade going. Uh, One, what a wonder trade is, is that you take a random Pokemon in your box or you choose just a Pokemon in your box and then it just gets put up for trade. You don't know what you're going to get and the other person that's okay. trading doesn't know what they're getting so either. It's a lot so. of garbage going back and forth. Yeah, it's a lot of basic. Every yeah. once in a while, you get something really good, and it's probably some hacked legendary. Yep. I got a sick Natu out of it. I was happy. It was a good time. That would not be bad. That would not be bad. Now, we recently ranked all of the main Pokemon games, right? And we talked about uh, Omega Ruby and those games being the top of the line. Obviously, this is a game that just came out, but. Within the context of, say, somebody's getting into Pokemon for the first time, I guarantee you there's going to be a large audience that didn't care for handheld gaming, always heard about Pokemon, this comes out, so logically it's like, well, I I guess I'm going to get this. Given the fact that it's still, at the end of the day, a Pokemon game with most of the features that we're used to, 
do you think this does take a, a high spot in terms of like eh, it's a way to go, it's a way to go out there or should somebody that has never played a Pokemon game considering how cheap a 3DS or a 2DS you can get those for like 50 bucks at this point is it still just not a viable option for somebody to go in I actually think this is a good game for new players Agreed. it, it introduces you to the game pretty well it goes through type advantages in a nice way and like i said the streamlined story might actually be good for someone who's regularly uninitiated i think these games are really only disappointing to a lot of hardcore fans with the context of what the other games have contained but to someone who's never really kind of gotten started in pokemon i think they might actually find a lot to enjoy Mm -hmm. I think it's a great game for people just starting out, but I don't think that makes it a great game in the overall Pokemon hierarchy. Like, if you think about it, between this and Let's Go, there is no reason to really touch the handheld games if you're a new person coming into Pokemon at this point. Every, uh, like, beginner-friendly experience kind of lives on the Switch now because you kind you have the original uh, watered-down, quote-unquote, version of the uh, original games in Let's Go, and then you have a full, uh, very friendly onboarding experience in Sword and Shield. Not much really needs to happen beyond the Switch now, and maybe that's the angle they're going for, and I think they are succeeding quite well with that. Yeah, that's actually an amazing point, because if you think about it as a three-step system, if you want a, a very casual experience, you have Let's Go. If you want an experience that does give you some of the stuff you're used to portably, but you've never played it, it's like, you have this, but it gives you a taste of what it could be. So to your Skyward Sword point, Ryan, now with, if they make a third one, but I think that's where the, the point that you make, Keith, like, oh, well, the next one could be another remake. I think that's going to get a lot of flack from the community. Oh, yeah. Because it's going to be like, no, the third ne the third installment needs to be if that, the next thing. If the that next, next phase game, if, if there is a remake, if that version doesn't have any form of wild area, they have made a horrific mistake. Absolutely. So I want to quickly read a tweet here that we got from Sock Lock Talk. Love the nickname. You can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. He wrote, uh, I haven't finished the game yet, but I do think it, it doesn't I don't think it deserves the crap that a lot of people give the game. I thought the cooking and camping system was something to do. The cooking especially. I really enjoyed uh, the Pokemon events as well. It's an innovative entry, not a bad game. So I think that generally speaking, that's the thing, right? But at the same time, it's it's disappointing because it's not terrible, but it's not amazing. I think when a game is at the very middle, it's kind of like, ah, oh, but it's it's good enough to be good, right? But this brings me to the next phase, which is name something that is great about the game and name something in particular that you're like, this is an actual downgrade from the history of the games that you've played. Positive would be the wild area and the steps that they move forward in that. And by saying the wild area, I'm kind of including everything, uh, like the raids, the raids are incredible, the uh, the Pokemon in the world itself, all of that is great in the wild area. 
the negative, the step back would be the uh, balance of the game and how easy it is to just over level and brute force your way through it and how the game incentivizes it. Um, I already kind of covered the story part, but also the towns that you visit, there's just not a lot of interesting things to do. And there's not a lot of interesting areas outside of obviously the wild area and um, you know, the routes are not particular. Everything's kind of very linear and there's not outside of wild area. There's really nothing to explore. You're not going to really come across too many interesting things. I mean, we all know there's item pickups kind of along all the routes, nothing else super interesting outside of that. So, you know, you go to a town and there's the gym, there's the Poke Center and then nothing else. There's like one house maybe to talk to somebody and they might not even say anything of interest. So certainly outside of the wild area, exploration seems really limited. And when you go back to the original game, say somebody, you know, always saw Charizard like the original trio, but then you saw Ash and Team Rocket. Is there a character equivalent in this game that you're like, oh man, these two are going to be memorable or this event is memorable? Like when I think about Sword and Shield, this part in particular is going to stick out based on what you've played so far. I think the the gym, the the gyms being an arena and a lot of the gym leaders uh, have very unique outfits and stuff. Oh, so some yes. of them will be pretty memorable. A lot of them dress really, really weird. Oh my God. Leon is just on a whole other level when it comes to not only Pokemon characters, but video game characters in general. He is, really? if you took everything stupid about esports and wrapped it up into this Pokeball, you have the character Leon and I love him so much for it. He wears a branded cape he has it's logos on a stupid yeah. cape. <laughs> yes, wow. It's so dumb. And I'll say, because I didn't say the positive thing, but I, I will say the starters in this game are some of the best starters we've oh, ever we had. Oh, we didn't even I, talk about that. Who yeah, did you choose? I, I chose Grookey. Oh, yes. My man. Grass Monkey. Which, which are the names? So, Score Bunny is the, the Fire Bunny. Uh, Grookey is the Grass Monkey. And then Sobble is the Water Chameleon. Team okay, Grookey. And within the context of the new Pokemon, uh, to sort of close this, this off, is do you like the new models? Just as an outsider looking in, obviously I haven't played a lot of the, the more recent games, but these, like, it, it kind of does look like, especially with the names, you're kind of drawing out the well. It's kind of like not, not too great, at least as an outsider. What about you guys with the current new Pokemon? There is a point in my life where I would have loved to smoke weed out of Galarian Weezing. <laughs> wow can that be a quote so, yeah <laughs> yeah put that on the box well, that's the intro um so there's some that are great and there's some that are weird so one of the great ones is rookie d it's he's this little bird and then he turns into this badass raven looking guy by the end uh there's some really cool fire bug pokemon but then you get stuff like oh it's a cup of tea or it's an it's apple. an ice cream, <laughs> you know. Well, the ice cream's from a previous gen. We knew we knew that was going to be there, but True. they go a little interesting. You got this little little like apple guy, but then he evolves into I think like some sort of dragon thing that's inside the apple or something mm -hmm. weird. What? He's like flying. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I don't know if he's a bug or a dragon or whatever. There's a lot of interesting designs, but then there's this guy who looks like a mudkip and. 
a what is it mudkip and squirtle like mixed together yep. he's called choodle and, and he looks like crap but when he evolves he looks awesome hey choodle is awesome choodle, him and his stupid jaw uh, are so good choodle looks like the dragon ball fusion gone wrong when they mess it up <laughs> wow. between squirtle and mudkip yeah, basically okay i can get behind that so it's good that at least this is out there you know like it or love it we at least have a full-fledged game uh, on the Switch, and I think that naturally the conversation's really going to evolve. I think that when you look at Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild is in a very interesting situation that when it came out, everybody fell in love with it. Now when you go online, I feel like you're starting to see more of a split with people going like, you know what? No. I, I want my more traditional comfort I call food it Zelda. the Shadow of Mordor effect, where everybody was so high on Shadow of Mordor. Yep. If you look at it online now, for some reason, it's the worst game ever. Yeah, How so it so? is going to... I love that game. I know, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, because in that game, for those who don't know, uh, that's a game that came out at the beginning of this generation, PS4, Xbox One. It's your kind of like Lord of the Rings, Assassin's Creed type game. And it had a really good nemesis system and it was great, but it's technically average in the grand scheme of games, but what it does, it did great. So it's it begs the question, when we look back at Pokemon Sword and Shield, like in, in July of next year, are people going to like the fact that, hey, it, it is at the end It of might the only get more critical, because I think... The answer to kind of those two games is people always got their their beer goggles on, basically, or their rose-tinted goggles when they first play these games because they're experiencing everything new, and it's so amazing. And Shadows of Mordor and Breath of the Wild are both amazing games, and once you get past all the wonder and everything, you're able to have a more critical eye. So, is Breath of the Wild perfect? No, but it's still one of the best Zelda games that they ever made. Is Shadows of Mordor perfect? No, but it's still a fantastic game that is absolutely worth playing. When people are pointing out flaws right away, you might be in trouble because it might only get worse from there. So that might be the situation with Sword and Shield. Right now, I'm having a ton of fun with the raid battles in the wild area. But, you know, when that wears off, maybe I won't find as much replay value as I would for the other Pokemon games. So we'll have to see. But you never know. Sometimes they, they have a thing in Zelda called like the Zelda cycle where people might initially not like a new Zelda game and then fans kind of come around to it years later. So that might be possible with Pokemon games as well. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, it's it's impossible to gauge what people are going to think about Sword and Shield in a few months because they have an opportunity now with the Switch to add new elements to the game, kind of turn it, turn it into a games-as-a-service thing that hasn't really been done before with a Pokemon game, especially with the raid battles. So if they actually take advantage of that, I think we'll see there won't be this uh, negative feedback, at least as sudden. If they decide to skip all that and move on to the next thing, I don't think we'll be talking about Sword and Shield and positively at all in a year or two. Yeah, I think if you look at something like Super Smash Brothers, even though that game was love when it first came out the post-launch support has been incredible from characters to uh, soundtracks to stages and everything like uh, the terry stage it, they had like 50 different sound uh, soundtracks and songs and all that something crazy so uh, this is going to be something that maybe we we look back at you know next year we sit down so for everybody watching and listening please let us know what do you think about pokemon sword and shield if you've played it uh, are you enjoying it if you're an outsider checking out videos checking out streams are you coming around to the game uh, let us know in addition to that 
we are headed towards the end of the year. So in the coming weeks, there are going to be some very special end of the year uh, videos. So what we we would love to get your feedback on is what has been your favorite things about 2019, whether it be a video game, a service like Disney Plus, a movie, send us a tweet, uh, a cast to the past, or send us an email to a cast to the past at gmail.com. We got the discord, a cast to the past.com slash discord you can leave join me five star review be yeah. like other people join in there and yell at me for putting up my christmas tree too early which i think is absolute bs but here we are you know what you know what the exclusive if you want to check out keith's tree you ain't gonna get that on the twitter machine you're gonna get that on the discord channel keith i'm gonna say that that picture is glory especially the cat at the bottom and i, I think that can yeah, i have a christmas tree the ensemble yeah. better it's early than late it's true yeah, yeah. But up until next time, the holiday season is going to be an awesome time right here on a cast. To the past. <laughs> Got to catch them all. <laughs>